And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at PositiveHead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods, and as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website, but besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. Hello, Dalian. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Greetings and salutations, my <laughs> friend. Greetings right back at you, Mr. Dalian. How goes it today? It goes very, very well. We have uh, some interesting things uh, to discuss. We have some uh, positive goodness to share with y'all, right? Some inspiring, I think we got some very inspiring and, uh, yeah, uh, interesting, um, 
But uh, Just Interesting isn't enough for us when we aim to inspire, actually. So I think I'll stick with my original adjective that I picked there. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he comes full circle, folks. Uh, <laughs> so uh, quick mention, uh, we recently launched uh, a Facebook group, Positive Heads Unite. We would love to have you guys join it. And it's sort of a, a place to discuss all things uh, mysterious, magical ultimate nature of reality maybe discuss something that was on the show uh in a given day with other listeners and just a way for us to connect uh on facebook so check out positive heads unite please uh request to join the group i will certainly uh accept your uh your uh submission to join so yeah we want to connect with you guys on there um let's see what else is going on daily and you've got uh, a story a mysterious story perhaps Yes, it's um, quite a mysterious story in the sense that uh, it's something that we may all be experiencing. And I think a lot of us are sensing that this is happening, but it's still got a very mysterious side to it. Uh, an article, Brandon, from Wake Up World. Uh, the URL for that site is wakeup-world.com. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's by uh, their contributing writer, Open. And uh, it seems like a piece that's um, you know based on this writer's experience. Uh, so... In a, in a sense, a little bit subjective, but still a really interesting read, I thought, Brandon. It's, uh, uh, well, the title of it is, Time is Now Accelerating to a Standstill. How do you deal with that? And uh, it, you know, of course, that headline talking about time accelerating to a standstill. I don't know about the standstill part. I think I've heard ideas like that, but it certainly seems to be speeding up. I mean, yeah. I think that a lot of us are experiencing that. That's what what the reference that I made was uh, for, And uh, I know that part of that has to do with the complexity of our lives as they fill up with just more stuff, you know, of all kinds to, you know, things that we need to pay attention to, things that we need to do every day, et cetera, things that we need to care about all the time. Um, It just uh, contributes to this feeling. So that's one of the things that they reference. I'll just read you some select paragraphs from the article, Brandon. Okay. But it's, that's, you know, sort of in a nutshell, uh, that's the gist of the, the story. And so it's really fascinating. Of course, it gets into the more so, sort of woo-woo side of things. Uh, the the time is accelerating to a standstill part, right? Right. So it says, uh, it starts out by saying, are you feeling it too? It's like you have more and more to do, like I just referenced, and increasingly less time to do it. It's because of this great shift of consciousness into the 5D. Time is speeding up because life here in the 3D has been locked into an eddy current, a time warp behind the flow but now that reality is unwinding, we're rejoining the space-time continuum where there is no time. And you always say that. I mean, we've referenced that, um, you know, a few times now on the podcast. I mean, you, you've gotten to the point where now pretty much every day you're signing off by saying, well, yeah. we're out of imaginary time. <laughs> right, right. The thing is, this will be a reality that's very subjective and you won't really have much of an experience of that if you're caught or if you're sort of trapped in the mindset of time which is something that, again, we've made reference to, but maybe only a little bit. Eckhart Tolle talks about that quite a bit. Yeah. So Eckhart Tolle is one who says it's the mind, the human ego, that really needs time to function. Right. And without it, it just doesn't, you know, it disrupts that whole pattern. But you come to realize that there is an eternal now. So that's wonderful, right? Right. And, of course, it sort of starts blowing your definition of time. If you get an experience of that and you experience that eternal now, then your experience of time as this relative flow that we all typically know may be shattered altogether, right, right. right? So that's that's what's pretty cool. And that's what's referenced in here. So it says, an artificial definition of time. 
Linear time is an illusion, like we were just saying. It's a warp in time space held in place by a mind which has lost the flow and moved into an eddy current of beliefs and judgments, temporarily separate from the mainstream of the universal flow. It's like you've decided already what reality will be, and so your natural creative pa powers that uh, create that. I'm sorry, I'll read that last bit. It's like you've decided already what reality will be, and so your natural creative powers create that. You make it real. So that's a big piece, of course, that would have to do with uh, where attention goes, energy flows, and uh, everything that Abraham Hicks is always talking about, because we're going to give reality to whatever it is that we pay attention to. But if, you know, part of the problem there is that a lot of us, most of us are doing this inadvertently all the time. So we're giving reality to things that we're not really thinking about so much. We're thinking on them or about them in, in a general sense, but we don't see through it, right? Right. So time is this one of these things that we give this sort of blind allegiance to almost, right? So right. there is uh, what appears to be a quote here. That is until the reality becomes so dense that it pulls the realigning flow of the cosmos to bring it back into the mainstream. I don't know if this is a section that um, they um, by mistake put in italics, but it seems really interesting. It's, it's in italics, like it stands out from the rest mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. text. So um, that's pretty interesting, of course. And, you know, I could read you more, but um, I thought that that, you know, like I said, the, the article is a really interesting read. It talks about the our ascension into a timeless 5D, which is, I suppose it's the, uh, it accelerating to a standstill portion of that whole yeah, story, yeah, yeah. right? Well, um, yeah, you hear a lot that we're sort of merging dimensions with the next, and that's part of the sort of ascension that's happening. We're coming up to uh, a, a vibrational resonance with another, you know, the next sort of uh, dimension over, right? And as we do that, we start to think there starts to be bleed over into these different, um, you know, different experiences. And one of the, the major differences is, it's you know, time is sort of a construct of this 3D reality that we've been so rooted in, which is now sort of getting uh, unhinged and a lot, a lot looser, right? So very, very interesting. Thank you for sharing, kind sir. <laughs> um, let's see, moving right along. I would like to share a positive pondering breakdown of the day. And this particular quote is by Gandhi, and it uh, sort of uh, touches on what uh, the story Dalian just shared. Live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. I love this quote because how many of us are living our lives from the perspective of you know, I've got to get it in now, whatever I'm doing, I've got to do before I die or else it's all over, all is lost. This is all I've got. This is, you know, time, right? I've only got so much time. And when you understand that you're an eternal being, you always have been and always will be, change is guaranteed. And everything that you grow and learn from in this, you know, earth school this 3d reality you take with you and it's a it's a very empowering uh concept when you start to live as if ah i'm an eternal being time is irrelevant i will always be and whatever i gain or go through or grow through becomes a part of me and i never lose it uh my consciousness 
this body may die, but my consciousness, which animates this body, is eternal and moves on and carries all the lessons and growth with it. So it becomes uh, such an empowering uh, standpoint, viewpoint to understand this and really take it into your being, really sit with that for a moment. And now you can think, yeah, my, my physical body is going to die at some point, so I'm going to live it to the fullest. I'm going to live as if this body was gone tomorrow, but whatever I'm learning – I, I'm taking with me. So it's never too late to start learning whatever it is you want to start learning. How often I hear, oh, it's too late for me. I'm too old. It's like, are you kidding me? You it, Standing before you is eternity, <laughs> infinite expanse. The, a billion years from now, you won't have made a dent, right? And so when you start to understand that and live from that perspective, all the hurry, worry, bustle that is so predominant in our society becomes sort of a joke and a joke in a good way. And so just take a deep breath relax you are a spiritual being having a human experience not a human being trying to have a spiritual experience and this is just one fragment of who and what you are this is one avatar that you took on in the eternal nowness of you know it's beyond comprehension, right? Our brain starts melting. I'm reaching for words but I can't find words because how do you explain eternity? And, you know, one of the things that people, of course, are doing also, they're, they're living as if uh, this is it and they've got to, you know, it's too late. There's time. There's time crunch. And then they're also looking external and outside of themselves for the divine. And, uh, you know, Osho said uh, a, a quote that I absolutely love. Don't, don't look for God in the sky. Look within your own body. And this is another piece of the puzzle, right? It's not out there. You are that eternal being. You are that never-ending source that created all things. It's not out there sitting on a throne waiting to judge you or needing to be worshipped in some egoic, jealous concept that has been presented to us. It is within you. You are it. It is waiting for you to look within and remember that you are this divine spark you are a chip off the block and you may be a small chip when you look at how how grand it is but the the whole is contained within the drop that is you and that's such an important piece to understand you are a fractal of the source that created all things and as a result it is all residing inside of you and one of the um, things that we'd like to share today uh, daily and that you actually found that is uh, really kind of gives you perspective from a very physical sense. What what are you is the name of this video. And you found it where? It is um, located on a YouTube channel that I'm a big fan of now called, uh, let's see, it's a German world word, Kuskizat. A great channel. Uh, that's a German word for in a nutshell, yeah. or it's a way of uh-huh. saying something briefly, right? And uh, their videos are colorful, animated, very well put together. And uh, yeah, this one is... uh, Yeah, so this one is called What Are You? And it talks about, well, what are you? What are you made of? Where do you begin and end? This is something that helps to sort of tie together everything that we've been talking about. Take a listen. Are you your body? Well, kind of, right? But is there a line where this stops being true? How much of yourself can you remove before you stop being you? And does the question even make sense? Your physical existence is cells. 
trillions of them, at least 10 times more than there are stars in the Milky Way. A cell is a living being, a machine made of up to 50,000 different proteins. It has no consciousness, no will, no purpose, it just is. But it is still an individual. Together, your cells form huge structures for jobs like preparing food, gathering resources, transporting stuff around, scanning the environment, and so on. If you extract cells from your body and put them in the right environment, they will continue to stay alive for a while. So, your cells can exist without you. But you can't exist without them. If we take all the cells away, there is no you anymore. Is there a line where a pile of your cells stops being you? For example, if you donate an organ, billions of your cells will continue to live on inside someone else. Does this mean that a part of you became a part of another person? Or is this other body keeping a part of you alive? Or let us imagine an experiment. You and a random person from the street exchange cells. One at a time, your body gets one of their cells, their body gets one of your cells, at which point would they become you? Would they ever, or is this just a very slow and gross way to teleport you? Let's make this more complicated. The image of ourselves as a static thing is untenable. Almost all of your cells have to die during your lifetime. 250 million have died since the beginning of this video alone between 1 and 3 million per second. In a seven-year period, most of your cells are replaced at least once. Every time your cell setup changes, you are slightly different than before. So, a part of you is dying constantly. If you are lucky enough to become old, you would have cycled through roughly a million billion cells. So, what you consider yourself is really just a snapshot. But sometimes, cells are broken and don't want to die, questioning the very nature of the unity of our bodies. We call them cancer. They cancel the biological social contract and become basically immortal. Cancer is not an outside invader, it's a part of you that puts its own survival over yours. But you could also argue that a cancer cell becomes another entity inside us, another being that just wants to thrive and survive. Can we blame it for that? A chilling cell story is that of Henrietta Lacks, a young cancer patient who died in 1951. Usually, cells only survived for a few days in the lab, making research very hard. Henrietta's cancer cells were immortal. Over the decades, they were multiplied over and over again and used for countless research projects, saving countless lives. Henrietta's cells are still alive and overall have been grown to at least 20 tons of biomass. So there are living parts around the world from someone who has been considered dead for decades. How much of Henrietta is in these cells? What makes one of your cells you anyway? Maybe the information contained in it, your DNA. Until recently, it was believed that all the cells in your body had basically the same genetic code. But it turns out this is wrong. Your genome is mobile, changing over time through mutations and environmental influences. This is especially the case in your brain. According to recent discoveries, a single neuron in an adult brain has more than 1,000 mutations in its genetic code that are not present in the cells surrounding it. But how much you is your DNA really? About 8% of the human genome is made up of viruses that once infected our ancestors and merged with us. 
Mitochondria, power plants of the cell, once were bacteria that merged with the ancestors of your cells. They still have their own DNA. An average cell has hundreds of them, hundreds of little things that are not really human, but they still kind of are. It is confusing. Let's backtrack a bit. We know that you're made up of trillions of little things, made from more little things that are constantly changing. Together, all those little things are not static, but dynamic. Their composition and condition is changing constantly. So we might just be a self-sustaining pattern without clear borders that gained self-awareness at some point and now has the ability to think about itself through time and space, but really only exists in this exact very moment. Where did this pattern start? With your conception? When the first human arose? When life first began conquering our small planet? Or when the elements that make up your body were forged in a star? Our human brains evolved to deal with absolutes. The fuzzy borders that make up reality are hard to grasp. Maybe ideas like beginning and end, life and death, you and me, are really not absolutes, but ideas belonging to a fluent pattern. A pattern that is lost in this strange and beautiful universe. The problem of who we are isn't just a question of our cells, but it's also a question of our minds. Just as our cells can be divided and separated from us, so can our very brains be divided and separated from us, while still in the skull. Click here to go to my channel and watch the next part. Okay, so now go watch CGP Gray's video. If you're not yet subscribed to his channel, you should really change that now. Yeah, so great stuff, very uh, well put together, very entertaining and informative. And, I f you know, I really thought it was ultimately inspirational. They hit on pretty much uh, all the things that I hoped they would hit on uh, on a video entitled, uh, What Are You? Not, you know, not even who are you, but what are you, right? Mm -hmm, I thought mm -hmm. that was interesting. And then, of course, uh, them making so, much, so many references to the human body and so many interesting properties thereof, right? But uh, one thing I will quickly mention is uh, this video appears to be part of a collaboration with uh, another YouTuber, CGP Gray. I didn't check out their video, but near the end of the clip where the vo uh, narrator's voice changes, that's mm -hmm. when you can tell it's, that's what's happening, I guess. And it's like a little bit of a handoff, so you can go and check out that other clip. Cool. M must be worth uh, a view, for sure, uh, judging by this one. So, you know, really interesting facts, but I think it's the way that they weave it all together into the overarching na narrative of you're not really who you thought you were, you know, or yeah. you're m more, you're different than, you know, yeah, you're what this we, composite being, you're made up of s all these cells that are independent that form together. And, you know, then you also have bacteria, which isn't even mentioned, I don't believe that, you know, of course, bacteria in your gut and so forth, we know uh, sort of affects your decisions. So if you're eating lots of sugary things, it's going to, you're going to have different bacteria, which tell you to eat more sugary things. And it's just, it's really fascinating when you start to understand, um, you know, who and what you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they get into... Um, yeah, they don't mention that as uh, one of, um, because I posted this on the uh, Positive Heads Unite page already this morning, uh, one of the people on that page that's a member of that group uh, commented that, yeah, as you said, that they don't mention bacteria, uh, the gut flora. They do mention the ancient uh, retroviruses mm -hmm. or viri that are, uh, that have become now part of the human genome, which, you know, what I talked about a couple of days ago. And, uh, you know, really interesting things that, 
again, sort of make the definition of what and who we are fuzzy, especially when it comes to the body, right? Because yeah. the body is obviously the part of you that seems to me the most tangible, yeah. but it's definitely not as solid and well, uh, yeah. you know unchanging as you you know typically believe, right? So, yeah. for example, they reference how mitochondria, which are a pretty important part of, I think, every cell, but they uh, reference how... Uh, of course, cells came together to form organs over time or uh, according to the model of evolution, right? So uh, mitochondrial DNA is essentially still pretty unique. It's essentially its own sort of set of DNA, right? That lives inside of our body. Mm-hmm. So they could be considered to be, of course, parts of the cell, but also little organisms in their own right and right. that are non-human. So that's really fascinating. And uh, they make reference to HeLa cells, cells that were extracted from a cancer patient, um, back in the 70s and uh, they've lived on in labs throughout the world for ever since you know there are cells that have been kept alive way beyond their normal time span i mean Hmm. cells typically you know don't survive outside the body of uh, you know on their own but these have been sustained by scientists kept alive in the lab and they one particular culture endured for decades yeah uh, defying all odds so that was a fascinating bit i didn't know about but it gets into the way that cancer operates and essentially how if your own body hijacks the system which it you know uses to exist uh, healthily, then that's what cancer is. It's essentially your body cell saying, we want to live forever. And uh, you know we're, we're prepared to sacrifice the system if need be, which doesn't make sense, but they don't know that, right? Yeah. So uh, once again, it sort of throws into question what you are because I think by the end of the video, they get into the... Uh, what you could say is the catchphrase or the answer to the question, what are you? They uh, say we're essentially uh, patterns, self-sustaining patterns that gain sentience at some point. Hmm. So to me, that sounds like uh, my definition of, yeah, or as close as you can get to. Yeah. And then when you start, you can take it even further down the rabbit hole. When you start zooming in on these cells and then the atoms and then the, you know, uh, quirks and everything that make up the atoms, it gets down to this bizarre quantum physics that's, you know, changed uh, consciousness dictates what they do or don't do. And they're in states of, um, you know, quantum superposition. So they can be in multiple places at once. And, you know, they actually pop in and out of existence from quote unquote, you know, physical uh solid to uh vibrations and you know all these things it goes right back down to it when you talk about feeling vibes and it is literally you're an emanation a vibratory emanation and that is um on all levels you are not this sort of uh this one-off thing that we kind of think of ourselves i'm brandon you're you're daily and you're so-and-so and And it's like no actually i'm this composite being made up of of all these other smaller organisms which are made up of even smaller weirder vibrations that you know is animated by some unknown force consciousness which is actually resides outside of the body more and more uh research is done the more they're proving like you are not in your brain so it's like it's just all absolutely fascinating and of course we love trying to look at it from all angles on the show and uh yeah thanks dalian for finding this this video and sharing today but we are out of imaginary time for this episode oh i did come up with something funny earlier where you were talking about this so i think i'm gonna dub you this now due to uh everything that's been discussed today Oh, timeless one. <laughs> Otto. That's what uh, I'm going to call you. <laughs> Otto. <laughs> Otto the Great. Yes. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Uh, well, what do we have? 
what do we have queued up for music, Dalian? Uh, we have an oldie but goodie here, right? Uh, DJ Shadow. This goes back to the mid-90s. One of my first forays into electronic music, electronic-based music. DJ Shadow, this song, Building Steam with a Grain of Salt. Love it, love it. It's timeless. Hope you love it, too. Until next time. Producing... listening to records I just knew what to do I mainly taught myself and you know I did pretty well except there were a few mistakes but uh, that I made that uh, I have just recently cleared up I'd like to just continue to be able to express myself as best as I can and I feel like I have a lot of work to do still you know I'm a student And I'm also a teacher of the drums, too.
like to be able to continue to let what is inside of me, which is, which comes from all the music that I hear, and I'd like for that to come out. And it's like, it's not really me that's coming. The music's coming through me. The music's coming through me.